Here's now a special presentation by Utah Man Podcast for fans by fans. That's right, Ute Nation. You're listening to the Utah Man Podcast. I'm Cameron, and Utes got done with our first scrimmage of spring ball. And I got to tell you, if you follow me on Twitter, Utah Man Podcast, Brandon Cox had a heck of a game. He finished 18 to 25 for 223 yards and three touchdowns. Now, I know if you follow me on Twitter, like I said, I was going crazy about it. I know it's spring. It's early. Everyone looks good. Everyone's a champion in spring ball. But I'm excited because this is something I don't think a lot of Ute fans were expecting from Cox. Leading up to the spring ball, what do we hear? Tyler Huntley, Troy Williams, and respectively so. They're great talents. But let's not forget about Cox. He's been in the program. This is his fourth year. This is his first spring that he's really been healthy, been able to participate in all of spring so far, knock on wood. And I think even Coach Winningham said today, he had the best day as a Ute. And it's hard to argue with him. He he played great. Overall, after you know the first spring, I really think that the defense came away looking really well. Guys were flying. There were some big hits, and uh, big hits that you don't expect to be in spring ball. And and they're flying. And even with Morgan Scally taking over the defense, it really hasn't missed a beat. It seemed like. But you know, it was great just to get up up at the stadium, uh, get football going again. It's fun. I, I love football. I love Utah. So. It it was a great time. There's a good turnout by the fans. Um, if you haven't been to a practice yet, Saturdays are great. They have scrimmages on Saturday in the stadium, you know, depending on the weather. But, you know, bring the kids. It's it's fun. They put on a good show. Now, we do have some interviews for you today. Uh, we were able to get a one-on-one with Hunter Demick. Uh, we chatted with Guy Holiday, wide receiver coach. And as always, head coach Kyle Winningham. Before we get in the interviews, uh, I'm sure a lot of you have seen the news that the NCAA came out um, and putting an end to satellite camps. Now, I asked Coach Winningham about that, and you can hear that interview, uh, his response to the NCAA uh, making that ruling. While I'm here, while I'm talking, I want to get on my soapbox on this issue. I think that this is such a disservice to high school students everywhere. And you can say, oh, it's just the Division One coaches trying to take advantage of a situation where they can go into a community that's not really in their footprint and, and start recruiting kids. E- yeah, that's a big part of it, a huge part of it. But there's also a part of it where a lot of these high school kids, they can't go to a lot of these camps. I talked to one high school coach in California uh, yesterday who said that this is going to have a huge impact on his kids that he has there in his community. They can't fly to across the country to a big-time program. They can't fly to Utah. Some of them, even though they're in California, they can't go to USC to their camps. And so it, these satellite camps have been great for those kids. Those kids that are growing up in a situation where they're having a hard time to pay, to pay for high school football, let alone a, another football camp. And if you can bring in a school that can set one up in their backyard, it, it works out best for them. And 
And I know you're probably just saying, oh, Cameron, you know, you're looking at this with your Utah crimson red glasses on. All you care about is Utah getting the best players and recruiting any way they can. Yeah, that is a big part of it. But really, the NCAA always says they're about the kids. They're about the student athletes. This isn't helping them. If they wanted to do something and say limit on how many satellite camps that programs can do, then yeah, that that's great. But just to completely take them off the board, I think is doing a really disservice um, to high school football players everywhere. Anyway, that's my two cents. I don't know if you agree with me or not. Feel free, you know, to to give me your opinion on on Twitter, Facebook at Utah Man Podcast. All right, and I'll get off my soapbox off this. Uh, let's get to some interviews, and these interviews are brought to you uh, by our great sponsors at Double Tree Suites by Hilton, uh, Salt Lake City Downtown, 110 West, 600 South. I know vacations can be expensive if you are like me and you like to do a staycation to stay locally. Stay downtown, give Double Tree Suites a call, 801-359-7800. So our first interview will be a one-on-one with Hunter Demick, and then we'll have Guy Holiday, and then finish up with head coach Kyle Winningham. Yeah, I think it's taken some minutes with us. Um, as a leader of the defense, there's been a lot of changes. Let's talk about the line, linebacker core. Do you feel it's coming along so far? I know it's still early, but what are your overall thoughts just this early in spring? Um, overall, I would say I'm, I'm pleased with the way the linebackers have come, especially if you watch from where they started to where they are now. You can see them. They're a lot more confident in themselves, which, which shows they're feeling a lot better and covering a lot better for us. And, I mean, not only linebackers have changed, the coaching staff has changed, um, you know, mostly with the defensive coordinator change. Yeah. How is that going along now uh, with Peace being gone um, and, and Morgan coming in? Um, you know, Miss Pease a lot. I was just a great guy and wish him all the best, whatever it is he's doing, probably out golfing. But uh no Scally's Scally stepped in, done a really good job. Uh thankfully it's it's pretty similar stuff from what we were doing last year. Um a little bit more aggressive, which has been fun for us, but overall it's been a smooth transition. You can tell there is a difference in style between the two so far in play calling. Yeah, um, in my opinion, yes. You know, um Pease Pease was very methodical. Um, not that Scally isn't, but with Pease, you know, it was very, very analytical with everything. Scally's a bit more aggressive with, with his style, and, um, you know, it b- both work well, but, uh, you know, we're adapting to Scally's style now. You're going into your senior year. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about it much? Have you set any personal goals for you in your last year as a Ute? You know, every, every year you just, you know, you set goals. You want to be the, you know, you want to lead the sacks, lead in tackles, lead in rushing if you're the running back. No, I just I just want to go out on a good note. Stay healthy is probably my my biggest thing. Stay healthy for all 13, 14, hopefully 15 games, and uh, just go from there. Very Hunter, thank you so much, buddy. No problem. Take care. Wide receiving coach Guy Holiday is the most important thing, and competitive greatness is uh, you know once we develop that where we own the ball, I think we have a chance to be pretty good. Uh, in what we see, you know, we only get to see limited amounts, but. Um, 50-50 balls, do you feel like your receivers are winning enough of those? No, because I think you got to win 100% of them. So I'm never going to feel like we won enough. But ideally, uh, my coaching point on that is we want to be 75-80%. I don't believe in a 50-50 ball. It comes down to who wants the ball more. And uh, your will has got to be greater than a defensive back will. 
So uh, I'm never going to feel like we're getting enough, but we got to improve on that because I always want the quarterbacks just to put the ball up and let us go get it. And that's kind of been my mantra ever since I started coaching and kind of a trademark for me. So, no, to answer your question, am I ever going to be satisfied? No. Uh, We're doing good enough? Hell no. But uh, we're getting better. The physicality of the group, both in blocking and in routes, does look better. Is that is that job one for you, getting these guys to be more physical? That that's job one anytime. I, I think uh, you know, Coach Whittingham's uh, reputation is building a physical football team, and I I, I mean I, I never thought that receivers can't be physical. Um, you know, we got to play in the run game hard, and every play is your chance to take it out of a DB. And uh, particularly when you're running the ball, you either the giver or the taker. And I always tell my guys it's a lot better being the giver than it is the taker. So hopefully we're getting that point across. So Caleb Rep and Corey Butler Bird had both kind of been split at positions and now they're full-time wide receivers. What are you seeing from them uh, so far? Well, Corey was um, performing the best out of all the receivers up, up until, you know, he uh, he's got a little injury, but he'll be fine. And then Caleb today, I thought, really stepped up. And uh, his skill set is not as uh, defined as some of our other receivers as far as his quick twitch and things like that. But uh, he's big and strong, and I thought he played strong today. Uh, went and really got the football. Head coach Kyle Winningham. Troy was not out there today. Troy will not be able to practice the rest of spring ball. It's nothing major. But it's something to keep them out for uh, the next couple of weeks, so that's unfortunate. Really could have used the work, but uh, in, the, in the big picture, he's going to be fine. And uh, this will give Brandon and Tyler more reps, and we've got to take advantage of those, those opportunities. And I was going to say, uh, Dominic Hatfield will be available to me starting Tuesday if anybody wants to talk to him. Uh, Tuesday will be the day that he'll be back in the mix with that. Week in a row, uh, no takeaways, which is very good for the O and very bad for the D. So that was our our forte last year was takeaways. We uh, were in the top two or three in the nation taking the football away, and and uh, we got to get back to doing that. The painfully slow start by the offense is that because of the D line or partially? I mean, it's both. It goes both ways. The defense was was ready to play, and the offense wasn't. Uh, some missed opportunities by the offense early on. Uh, some penalties, some silly penalties early, false starts, and the things that that shouldn't show up. Overall, the scrimmage was very clean penalty-wise, but early on it was uh, too many things that were putting the offense behind the chains. Hey, Can Coach, you, what does Troy missing the spring do to the quarterback battle? Uh, it puts it on hold. You know, we will we'll have to continue in the fall uh, because in, in fairness to Troy, he's going to get every opportunity, and so he's going to... He's going to be in the mix uh, the first of fall camp, and uh, we'll see it. We'll see how things go. Now, you know, there's obviously a lot of work that Brandon and and Tyler are going to get these next two weeks that could could uh, add to the equation. That will add to the equation, but but Troy will get his opportunity again in the fall. And what did you think about Brandon and Tyler today? I was pleased, especially with Brandon. I thought Brandon may have had his best day as a youth. He was poised, made some nice throws, did a nice job running the offense, and uh, probably I think it probably was his best day as a, as a youth. Any, Tyler, Tyler's got uh, still a lot to learn, but he's got so much upside. His, his ceiling is, is extremely high. He's just got to get the, uh, the freshman mistakes out of the system, which they're getting fewer, but uh, they're still showing up. Wallace Gonzalez had a good day today. Yeah, he had a coming out day. Dude. Wally, Wally was uh, very productive. He's, uh, he's athletic. He's got size. He's got uh, 
you know, agility. He, he can uh, make you miss. And so he's he's starting to come around. You know, he's he has such little experience playing the position he's playing. He was a baseball player for for a lot of years. You know, all, all he has to draw upon really is wide receiver experience in high school. And so he's uh, it's been a learning curve for him, but he's starting to figure it out. And that'll be great for us if he can continue on the, you know, make the plays he did today. If he can continue that. You had the 50 yard pass from Cox to Rep. Yeah, it was nice to see Caleb Rep make a few plays. He's been kind of quiet this spring and hasn't hasn't uh, really done the things we were hoping he would do, at least to this point, but today he did them. I mean, that's, that's what we expect out of Caleb. How the offensive line play today? Not bad. You know, it was a, there was a few sacks. I think we had maybe three or four sacks in a 90-plus uh, play scrimmage. And, uh, you know, the running game, there was not a lot of room in the run game. Uh, you know, we need to do a better job blocking that up. But uh, they're, they're making progress. They're making progress. Pit looked as full as it's been in a it's while. It's full, yeah, because when we have uh, Saturdays, we have the. If, if you're a surgery guy or a guy that can't play at all during spring, we send you to the academic center during the week. But on Saturdays, everybody's here, so it looked a little more full than uh, you know. It hasn't been. It's no different than it has been. It just looked more because of those guys. I see. Yeah. T Boney made some nice plays. He did. There. Yeah, and that's what we need. I mean, that's that was something that uh, we lacked last year. Was that playmaking ability on the outside? And we saw some of that today between Rep and T-Boney. Now, Kyle Folks, he's going to be a playmaker for us. He missed some opportunities today. He had a couple chances to make plays, and, and he's got to capitalize on those. But, but as a whole, the receiver group has made progress these last three weeks. Do you have to have a go-to wide receiver in the tackle? No, I don't think you have to. But you got to have a couple guys, at least, that uh, that you get a lot of confidence in and you know can, can make the plays when they have to be made. And, you know, whether that's just one guy or, or two or three guys that can do it. But I don't believe you have to have... Uh, a guy that's uh, you know the guy every time in that situation. Well, I think you got to have a lot of confidence in your quarterback, and, and uh, you know, and, and that he's going to put the ball in places where you know if it's not us that's going to catch it, nobody's going to catch it. And so that's a that's a situation where it's a case by case basis. I think right now, uh, you know, Tyler Huntley, he's a he's a uh, really dynamic player, and he's not afraid to put the ball up in any situation and sometimes he's got to make uh, a little more judicious decisions but but it's great to see his aggressiveness and his confidence you, you bring up judicious and it seems like cox in, in a lot of those reds especially red zone situations all spring seems to kind of find that the right balance to make good decisions he has he's shown a lot of poise and uh like i said he's playing his best football since he's got here and he's been able to stay healthy that's the key he's been out here the whole three weeks and I don't know if he's been able to complete a spring since he's been here, and so this is, you know, this is what he's capable of. It's just in the past, it's been a matter of him not being on the field. Sorry, also I came in on the tail end of this, but uh, Troy, what's his, what's the status of him? He will not be able to uh, finish spring. So, uh, in the short term, he's out, but in the big picture, in the long term, he should be just fine. And I also came in a little late. Um, you mentioned Troy Butler Bird. Is there anybody else that's not going to be finishing spring? That's not started? that we haven't already addressed. Yeah, there, there were several guys that were not going to be involved at all, and then the guys that we, we've already uh, we've covered every guy that is not going to be able to finish. JJ Dealman's iffy, and he could probably finish, but we'll probably keep him out. Mm. You know, just voluntarily because he's got nothing to prove. I mean, he's a he's a guy that's played a lot of football for us. There's no reason <clears throat> to push it to get him out here any sooner than we need to. Who's your returners right now? Booby Hobbs would return uh, punts if we had to do it uh, tomorrow. And uh, kickoff return is still a work in progress. Yeah. It's uh, kind of tough to replace the production, especially with Corey uh, Yeah, very tough. And, and Corey Butler-Bird would probably be our kickoff returner had he not got injured. But uh, right now it's up in the air. But 
but uh, you know it's going to be tough to replace Covey. I mean, he was—I think he was second most yards in the uh, Pac-12 last year, just overall yardage, and and so we got to find someone to pick up that slack. And it looks like Booby is the guy. Kyle, last year you, uh, after every game, you said you got to improve the throw game. Yeah. Do you? Yep. Do you have any idea in your mind as far as a percentage of throw versus run? Is that what's your philosophy in that? Overall, where we'd like yeah. to be, 50-50. I think that's, I think balance, I think just about every, well, not every coach, Mike Leach would not like to be 50-50, but I think that uh, if we can establish a 50-50 uh, ratio with a run pass, I think that's the ultimate and keeps the defense's guessing. As, well as a defensive coordinator, that's always the toughest to defend as a team that, that is balanced and can do both. Have you seen a change with the wide receiver group uh, since holidays? They're working hard. They're working hard. They've had a great work ethic. Their focus has been outstanding. Um, we still need to make a lot more plays, but things aren't going to change overnight. You got to give him a chance to, for his uh, his presence and his uh, his teaching to, to get some traction. And I think that's starting to happen, but but we're just in the infancy of that. Are there any players that are going to be arriving in fall camp that'll figure into the return battle? Uh, yeah, there's several that uh, returned in high school, but uh, it's you know we, like I can't say for sure that they will, but they'll get opportunities uh, come come fall. Yes. Just taking a, a step outside the field, have you any thoughts on the NCAA ruling on satellite camps? Uh, you know, we have utilized those the last few years, and uh, we think it's been positive for us. But uh, it, to be honest with you, if, if it's there, we'll utilize it. If it's not, we're not going to lose any sleep over it. We'll just you know follow the rules and, and do you know do our deal. And, and there was uh, many many years where. There was no satellite camps, and so it, it really, you know, as long as everybody's on a level playing field and, uh, you know, there's no advantages or disadvantages, you know, by conference or anything like that, I think it's, I think it's fine. So I don't know if that's an opinion, but that's, that's my thoughts on that. and opinions expressed on this podcast are their own and are no way affiliated with the University of Utah.